punctuates it, and he creates his own offensive chance with that motor. Krejci to Coyle, and the Leafs are moved again! Hello there. Welcome to Nesson Bruins Podcast from Nesson.com. Mike Cole joined once again, and as always, by Lauren Campbell, Logan Mullen. I was going to say gentlemen, but lady and gentlemen, how are we? Swell. Not too bad. I'm I think so we're used to, to having uh, two male wingers uh, on my, on the spread, another Nesson.com podcast. So I, I'm used to saying gentlemen, to have them at the break, but, you know. Uh, the, the, plight, the plight of hosting so many podcasts. Exactly. That is that is exactly what I was getting at. Um, Flex there. You know, yeah, you're only as good as, uh, you know, center's only as good as his wingers and vice versa, I guess. So I think we're probably going to, we're in better position to score a lot of goals here than, uh, than on the spread, but uh, don't tell them that. <laughs> uh, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the Bruins. Um, and quite frankly, not a whole lot to talk about with the Bruins this week because uh, that COVID thing, um, you ever heard of it? Uh, it is a slight issue in the NHL right now. Um, and by slight issue, I mean, uh, we might be bordering on a, on a, bit of a uh, bit of an emergency here um and it is funny because so i guess you know, we start right here the bruins have had what was it two games the two buffalo games recently postponed um and then they had just recently monday night's game against jersey um, monday night's game against jersey yeah and now like the lake tahoe game against philly, philly. is a week from sunday and philly's got it real bad right now that is a good point and that is going to be a very difficult decision for the nhl to make because like you, you just you know if there's any sort of issues with with philly a, a week from now or whatever it's going to be can't really travel to, to lake tahoe and, and put on a, a glorified exhibition game uh next to the lake but at the same time this is essentially the nhl making up a make good for the winter classic and the stadium series uh, so I can't imagine they're going to want to part with that. So <laughs> pretty tough decision uh, if, if things don't get better in Philadelphia. Not to bash the idea, but, like, who asked for that? Like, I'm excited for the Lake Tahoe game, and I think that'll be cool. But, like, with the way this year was going and the fact that they had to piece together this season, like every other league has had to do, like, why would you concern yourself with, in some cases, like I know Colorado is playing there. That's not a big trip for them. But like taking two teams from the east and sending them across the country, especially when there's going to be no fans, like why, why did that have to be this year? Because now you're running into a situation where you're talking about major schedule upheaval and cancellations and stuff like that. And the league's trying to put together a marquee event. I get why, but like, I don't know who asked for that this year. My thing is, too, is that they realigned the divisions to kind of diminish travel a little bit, but they're like, hey, Bruins, Flyers in Colorado, like you said, it's not that big of a trip, but like, just go go away for a weekend and then come back and act like everything's okay. Not only that, like, I they they reduce travel. This is how I understand it, because like, I've at certain points been like, well, what does it matter? Like, if you're going to travel anywhere, why don't you just travel everywhere? But I guess the idea is to to mitigate the amount of times that you can come into contact with new people, right? Yeah. So like, or something like that. So basically what I'm saying is like, you're now opening yourself up to an entire new set of people to potentially expose players or vice versa. And like, that seems like it runs counterproductive. 
that being said, like the NHL, you know, they need to, the TV deal is an important thing. And yeah. it's, you know, they're, they're, you know, they lost, they've already lost a ton of product this year. Um, you know, they, they kind of got to make that up somewhere. And I don't know, maybe, I mean, a Sunday afternoon after football season, like it's, you know, they're not going to do football ratings, but it is, a, a, they're going to pop a decent rating. I, I would imagine, especially for people just tuning in to be like, Oh, what does hockey look like next to a lake as opposed yeah. to on a lake, I suppose. Um, <laughs> so that's, I, 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 I see both sides of it, but like, this is, you know, this is just the inherent risk that you take when you start scheduling things like this in the midst of a pandemic. Like this was, 50 50 that this was going to happen this is somewhat unrelated but did you ever see the was it pierre edward bellamar quote where the colorado avalanche like grinder how he thought that they were actually playing like on lake tahoe which would be sick if they did yeah that would be awesome and at first that's kind of what i thought like that's not beneath me like i'm not calling him an idiot or anything but he was like flabbergasted like i forget who it was but whoever he was doing the press conference was like you know we're not playing on the lake he's like what i thought we were playing on the lake that uh it's like literally impossible, right? Like, there, I don't think there's any way to put lines down. We're <laughs> <Or laughs> going out there with uh, forklifts, putting boards <laughs> on the frozen lake. I it would be kind of neat if they just did it. Like, you can't do this because if somebody gets hurt, it is the dumbest thing in the world. But like, it would be kind of cool if they just played an exhibition out on the ice. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Brad um, Marchand rock as a shot past the goal and has to go and chase down. Got to chase it down. Yeah. Uh, no. So yeah, I mean, we'll 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 keep our eyes and ears uh, open for for that um, moving forward. Like I said, I think that's the last thing they want to do is, is cancel or or post. I guess you could probably postpone it, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, who else is going to use that space, right? Yeah. You could just leave it there too, probably. If you play one game and maybe wait a week and come back and play the other one or whatever. So, I, I imagine there's there has to be contingency plans. So I don't know if you bring in a different team or or what. Like that'd be wild too. I saw today a, a report floating around that the Rangers are could replace the Flyers if they're not okay. good to go. I don't know how like how much you know ground that has, but I feel like they should have done this at the beginning of the season. You're really toying with COVID here, where you just get it in the beginning, get the game out of the way, draw in some fans closer to the Winter Classic, and just hope that's for the going afterward. That's a great point. They should have just started the season with this as like their big welcome back to hockey thing, and I, you know maybe it was a little tougher to, to make it work that way, but yeah, I mean, cause that's the thing. Like we just keep saying, like, if you get to next weekend and you've got problems, then you're, you know, you've created more issues for yourself. So well, I don't think the timing's any small thing. Like if they did that when the season true, started, they were going to go up against NFL play. That's true. Yeah. But like the winter classic goes up against college football. Yeah that's fair also everybody's still working from home relatively speaking they could have done it on friday or something like you know i don't know whatever um i i don't hate the idea i think it'd be cool let's just play all the games at tahoe whatever <laughs> or, you know any like the team should have done it was like all the reports about the like playing outdoor games like i don't know freeze off a section of the harbor have the prones playing on the harbor yeah that's true that would have been sick although this is uh unrelated but kind of related um because the Bruins looked into playing outdoor games this year uh as a way to kind of recoup some gate uh Andrew Cuomo uh said just the other day that you know they're going to open up 
the arenas in New York. And I think the, if I'm not mistaken, the Rangers first home game with fans, I think it's 10% of MSG will be against the Bruins on February 26th. So um, that's an interesting thing to keep an eye on as well. Moving forward is, is when teams will start getting fans back in the arena. I think that'll be another interesting hurdle for, for the NHL to clear. Um, I don't know. We're in a weird spot right now because like COVID cases nationally are quite frankly plummeting. Um, yeah. You know, there, it, it finally seems like there may be an end in sight yet the NHL, it is just torching through teams. Who would have thought that, you know, people in close quarters might uh, be able to spread it around. But um, I don't know what these, I don't know what your guys' take was entering uh, the season. I know Logan, you and I talked talked about this ad nauseum last year, but like, what do you, has, has your guys' opinion on trying to play a hockey season in the middle of a pandemic change or, or where, where are you guys at right now with, with how much this is kind of been elevated over the last couple of weeks? I mean, I'm definitely a little nervous seeing how many teams are getting infected and getting all these games postponed. But at the same time, I kind of expected it just because of what the NBA went through and they had a, a ton of cases. They had a ton of games postponed and they're getting through it now. And I can only imagine the NHL will do the same. Obviously, it's a little different. There's a little bit more contact in hockey than basketball, but I just feel like there's going to be this big spike in the NHL and then it'll go back to quote unquote normal. It'll be not as bad as it is now and that there won't be some pause or some suspension in sight. I think it's just a matter of rescheduling games and getting through this hurdle right now. I They'll play through it. And the reasoning for me is kind of twofold in a way. One, you do like Lawrence said, have to look at the other sports. I mean, the, the Seahawks, I think, were the only NFL team that didn't have a single COVID case all year. That means 31 teams had at least one person with COVID. It, it, the same thing with baseball. Like, we saw the Marlins play through. I forget some of the other teams that got, like, legitimate outbreaks, but they got through it. And I think the NHL is at a place, and this isn't even a criticism, but, like, they're not going to shut anything down when – the cases around the country are getting better. So if cases continue to plummet, unless they like absolutely have to, but the two things we've learned is that one leagues have played through it. And right now, I mean, the devils are going through it. The wild are going through it. The sabers are going through it, but like that's, it's how dissimilar to that, to other sports is that like, that was the same thing where it was like the Titans looked like they were going to get wiped out, but the rest of the league kept chugging along. Now it's the NFL is kind of a tough equivalency because of the volume of games, but I think we're going to get to the point where either it'll become something of a non-issue because so many teams have already gotten it, which is kind of morbid. But the other side of that coin too, is like, okay, if cases are getting better around the country, then I, the NHL, I think, would look poorly upon the idea of shutting things down when technically things around the country are getting better, right or wrong. Yeah, and I mean, vaccinations are starting to kind of creep up, and it's even, you know, Fauci came out, it was either today or yesterday, and said it's going to be open season for... Uh, you saw that, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> my bottle, my water bottle was making weird noises. So I opened up the lid. I forgot to tighten it back up. And I went to take a drink and just dumped water all over myself. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm going back on mute. Vaccinations coming soon, I guess. And, you know, as more people get vaccinated, the numbers get better. 
I'm not saying that the NHL players are going to jump to the front of the line. Um, but I do think like, you know, you start mitigating the risk elsewhere. It, it mitigates the risk for those guys to, to catch it as long as they're minding their P's and Q's. So, um, you know, credit to the Bruins, by the way, too. They have yet to have uh, any sort of outbreak. So I don't know. I, <laughs> this is a very random thing. Do you guys put any stock into like the discipline of a professional sports team not getting COVID? No shot. It's so it's so random. I think there, I, I think there are teams that might make like egregious violations of what you're supposed to do. Like the Washington Capitals, Capitals. are probably the best example. But like, you know, I, I don't hold anything against the Sabers because Ralph Kruger got COVID and then it ended up spreading through the team. Like people do stuff responsibly, but they have to go to the grocery store and they get COVID. Um, so. I think there are examples of like egregious violations and we probably haven't seen the last of them, but by and large, I'm not going to hold it against the team for getting out necessarily think it's a discipline thing. I can't believe we've been talking about this for 11 months now. It's just, yeah, this just feels like the same conversation Logan that you and I had all spring of last year. And now it's like the weather is starting to feel or soon enough, but the weather is going to start feeling like I just, now I associate, like early spring weather with just that complete another tire fire of COVID that was last spring. So it's just, it feels like Groundhog Day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys know that we had summer? You know, it's funny you say that because I was thinking about that today. I have like no memories of summer. That's what I'm saying. Me either. I didn't do anything. And then I, I think it was Ricky who said one day that was just like, I don't even know what like weekends are. They're just another day. Yeah. I don't look forward to them. It's just, everything just blends together. And I'm like, I don't, I couldn't even tell you like one thing I did this summer. Yep. All, all three of us have had major life events happen in the last year. And it's like, it barely even is across my radar because I'm just so numb to my existence right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll text you at four o'clock this morning. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Still it's very much on my radar. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's talk about the actual Boston Bruins hockey team. Um, there's not a lot to discuss. They, they continue to win. Uh, I guess the macros like injury thing is, is a, a big one. He was Logan. He was not at practice today. Um, yeah. In practice today, he's basically ruled out for tomorrow. So each of the last Friday. three games he's played in now he's gotten hurt in. Yeah. So it was a lower body injury. That's all they're saying. Um, yeah. Does anyone know how that happened? Cause he blocked a shot and then, I saw somebody say he looked like he came up lame after, like, I think it was trying to chase someone down on a breakaway or something, but I didn't see anything. I, like, went back and looked, and I didn't see anything that looked like, oh, okay, this is what really hobbled him. What was he dealing with before? Lower body injury, I think. So, I think. I've got a theory. Is this <laughs> okay. a nagging? Is it maybe a nagging thing that's been bothering him for a while now? It because, makes Well, I mean, obviously it's been bothering him for a while, but Camper traveled, right? Camp for traveled, yeah. Just that seems like out of the ordinary. Maybe no. Yeah. So Camper I don't know. Traveled maybe. Moore's with them. So I just wonder. I I mean I don't know why Camper traveled. I just think like I'm probably connecting dots. At I think it's because Vakaninen is playing in the AHL. Okay. I mean, what I was Vakaninen traveling with them before. Yeah, at first he was, I think, and then the okay. AHL season started, and they're like, well, we're not playing them in Boston makes sense that's uh, yeah. the sense i've gotten at least i just wasn't sure if maybe they they brought camp for along and you know thinking that there might be an issue with 
Grizzly at some point. I mean, Grizzly clearly just has not been 100% for a while. Um, or he's just dealing with a multitude of things. Um, and I actually think it's not the worst thing in the world, which is easy for me to say because I'm not dealing with a lower <laughs> body injury. Um, but, like, they're good. They've been good. Defense hasn't been an issue. He's played well. Uh, give him a couple weeks off. Right? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, let Clifton come up and play. I, I liked what I saw of Clifton last Clifton's week. Clifton's been nasty. So just kind of, you know, take, don't take any chances with Grizzly right now. Like, we've seen when, you know, I don't want to get way ahead of ourselves, but, like, you know, if you lose that guy for big games, it, it you know, that comes back to hurt you. I, I would kind of nurse him along and, and give him a couple weeks, maybe a little bit of a, you know, early season PTO for him. Uh, not the kind of PTO that we're used to. And uh, in the NHL, I'm talking about paid time off for Mr. <laughs> Grizzly here uh, and let Clifton or let even back a nine and camp for kind of start, you know, bringing guys in and kind of cycling them in. So I don't know. That's my idea. I mean, that's why we have those young guys too. And especially if Grizzly's dealing with a nagging injury, like if this is going to be something where you can rest and then come back, it's going to happen again. It's going to flare up again, whatever it is. So it's like, like you said, just give them a couple of weeks rest, couple of games rest. I don't, think, I don't think there's any harm in it. The defense has been fine. And Clifton obviously proved himself pretty good the few games that he played. And there's plenty of options. So I think, you know, you don't want to lose Chris. Like we saw that in 2019 during the Stanley Cup final, you lose him for a couple of games and it's, it's a huge presence that's missed. So take that stuff, like take the, take the time off now. So when playoffs come, you are hundred percent or at least close to hundred percent than you are right now. Yeah, I mean, there's enough depth there, right? So, like, they, they can make it work. Like, John Moore hasn't even played yet. Vakanainen hasn't played yet. Kampfer hasn't played yet. So, like, they have options. I guess it's just a matter of, like, is is he unlucky or is it a nagging thing? Because, like, that well, collision he had, the most recent injury he came off of, or maybe, God, I can't believe I'm going to forget how many it was, but the one against the Flyers where he took that awkward spill into the boards, like, that's a freak thing like that. That's not a nagging thing. So maybe that is what's hindering him now. Um, but like at a certain point, to, it, some guys are just unlucky. Like Andre Kasha is unlucky. Um, it's kind of, yeah, I've, we, it's been a month since we've seen Andre Kasha and we still have like no clue what's happening there. Um, but yeah, I, I think it might just be an un lucky thing because i've seen the theories too and this is from more of the knuckle dragging sect of the fan base and media that like oh well it's because he's small and he plays you know a ton of big minutes then why doesn't clifton get hurt more often like i i don't i think i don't buy the theory that guys are injury prone i buy the theory that guys are unlucky and i think that's just what grizzly is like even the most injury prone guy on the planet doesn't get hurt in three straight games. Well, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, like you said, if he blocked a shot, like that's, that's a different thing. And that's nothing you could do. He did his job. Like that's it's like Kevin Miller, right? Like yeah. Kevin Miller had been hurt. And then he finally starts playing again. And guy ends up breaking his kneecap. Like that's not because Kevin Miller's soft. It's because he got unlucky and got pinched by whoever it was, Alex Kalorn. Especially like that, that type of injury. Like if you're dealing with bones, like there's no, it, you, you can't protect that. Like it just happened. 
didn't he break his hand too and like his something in his throat like it, it was like a slow oh, yeah. led up to the kneecap thing and it was just like this guy cannot catch a break and like clearly he's not soft that's a really big guy I think he's, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone's calling Kevin Miller soft but I mean I mean that's the good point too like he just had a streak of being unlucky until he broke that kneecap and it was just a year of just knee injuries and but now it's like we don't know what's going on with Kasha. We don't know what's going on with Grizzly, really. If it's the same thing, if it's nagging, if it's new every time. But I don't know. There's depth there, and I think they should absolutely utilize it. Yeah, my, my overarching point, I guess it's that I disagree with you guys, which is like, it, I think he's just unlucky. Like, let him play if he's healthy, because if it's nagging, that's something totally different. But, like, I don't know. You, you can only run from it for so long, right? Like if you know that a guy's going to get hurt, then you're only prolonging the inevitable, I guess. So trot him out there. If he's cleared, like, you know, there are only so many ladders you can walk under, I guess. Sure. I mean, I, it's just like, I would be overly cautious right now with anybody just because of how well they've played so far. And the, I just, I feel like that's an opportunity they've afforded themselves. And yeah, I guess if he's cleared, then he plays, but I mean, I think we're talking about two different things. So it's, yeah. I was <laughs> we're always say, on the same page. Yeah. It's just, yeah. You know, but talking. I mean, I don't know. Cause it's like, they've been fine without Grizzly playing in three quarters of the games. Right. So if he's healthy, you, you're obviously a better team with him. So you might as well play them knowing that like you can't play scared, right? Like that's the number one thing you can't do because that's when you're definitely going to get hurt is if you're playing, you know, reticent. So I, at a certain point you have to rely on your depth and be like, I hope this guy doesn't get hurt. But if he does, this is why Stephen Camper's traveling with us and we still have Clifton and John Moore. I guess that's the risk you take too. Like you, when you do have that depth, like, I mean, obviously you want to play your healthy guys, but I guess I'm I'm trying to play scared here and just like keep everyone in a bubble and keep everyone healthy until playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be one thing if like you know they weren't nine one and two. It's just yeah. But then you run the risk of kind of, you know, if you take your foot off the gas pedal a little bit, that that can come back to bite you as well. So I see both sides of it. Um, I don't know. Anything else you guys want to touch on? I feel like we haven't really we haven't really uh, not a ton of meat on the bone this week. There, there's the Vertanen rumor. Yeah, what do you think about that? I know Elliot Friedman reported, but like even his report was very lukewarm. Cautious. Yeah. Uh, does that? Do you think that makes sense, Logan? What that was lukewarm, or that they should pursue Vertanen? Uh, that they should pursue Vertanen. I don't think they should. I don't think I'm, for a nine-one and two team, I'd be all set on trading for projects. Like I, I like the idea of Jake Vertanen in a in a vacuum but he's been a disaster for a couple years now it's like i first of all if you're trading for jake vertanen right now you shouldn't be trading a roster player which is what i think vancouver would want and so there's not a single player on the bruins roster right now the taxi squad for that matter that i'm giving up for vertanen so i don't know i mean they already are going to have a log jam with forwards when kosh is back uh, there's there's enough depth there like they're healthy scratching you know Trent Frederick has been very good he might get healthy scratch when Kosh is back and the same thing with Studnika like he's as we speak playing in Providence um, so I don't know I'm not touching any reclamation projects right now 
Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I don't think it's worth it. There's no need to bring him in. There's really no room for him. So to stay as far away as possible. He's got uh, one goal this year on 19 shots. A little unlucky. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what's his Fenwick? Uh, his Fenwick is, he's awesome. <laughs> oh, you like Jake for Tannen? No, I, I, I have no oh. real opinion. I, uh, I did not want to look it up, but actually his, his Fenwick, uh, Oh, relative is <laughs> minus 5.5 so Love that. he has not been uh driving uh driving plays of course he's minus 2.1 too so um yeah i guess he has not been <laughs> overly unlucky he's just been bad uh <laughs> you know you guys take into account uh teammates as well but to your point uh i'm also all set on trading for any vancouver canucks right now bit of a bit of a bit of a mess right now up there maybe uh, they should have claimed louis erickson off waivers no, I think we've seen that, <laughs> that one a few times. Um, uh, oh, yeah, before we go, Tuka Rask getting the uh, score the other night. Uh, most relatable thing of all time, honestly. I I don't blame him. Especially with that game uh, Wednesday night. Like, there were so many, it felt like, goal, non-goals. And I, I get it. He's got a lot going on. Also, Tuka, uh, fellow father, I could see how uh, – <laughs> Pro athletes, they're just like us. He's with, he has two or three kids? Three, right? It's three, so three right. now and with a little right. one, too. Man, yeah. must never sleep. So I get it, you know? The lights are bright. Literally, like, a lot there to kind of put you in a haze. I understand. I get it. Um, lighthearted moments, you know? Yeah, I just think it's good, too, that they actually won that game because, you know, everyone would be – out on Twitter and all over the timeline, just like it's true. Like that is a much easier look to take when you win the game. Cause I, I understand that like a lot of the Tuka hate is overblown, but like, if they lost that game because Tuka forgot the score, it becomes far less funny. I hate that. We have to think that way too. Like <laughs> to do yeah. ask me, like he had that incredible save on Zibanejad and the defense could be falling apart in front of him. And he just has a mental meltdown for 15 like, seconds. And the takes would have been enough to burn down the city. There are certain things though, that can undo arguably his best game of the season. That is forgetting, forgetting the score probably would be one of them. In my I mind. guess that's fair. At the same time, the one thing that like stunned me about that more than anything was how casually he skated. Like I know they had the puck <laughs> in their own zone and that New York wasn't forechecking hard or anything, but you see Rask disappear and like play at that point was still kind of uncertain. And then he just so casually skates back to his net, like buddy, like, you know, double time. You should probably <laughs> get back in there. Goalies are the best. They it, just, rock. You know, it just kind of comes with the territory. Like I, you know, that's the thing. I kind of just throw my hands up and be like, Oh yeah. It was funny to see Bruce Cassidy kind of like not be able to keep it together during post game because he was asked about it, obviously, and he just kind of like kept chuckling and laughing through it. And I was like, OK, so like this is this is a fine moment. He's like, I hope he'd have access to the scoreboard. I hope he wouldn't forget the score. And Tuka's like, ah, I honestly forgot. I was like, oh. <laughs> We'll have to revisit this at some point. But Bruce Cassidy does not get enough credit in this town for being a good quote. So we'll, fantastic quote. Yeah, we'll, have to, we'll, we'll circle back on that. We'll put a. I'll put a pin in that one. Uh, I mean, him and Tuca. Tuca's great. Tuca's kind of calmed down over the years, but he's had some gems as well. So, um, you know, it's the nice. Tuca, the Tuca quotes you have to listen closely to. Yeah. Well, every now and again, he never, like, like Marshawn, you can tell, 
occasionally he'll be like, I'm going to say something just to stir stuff up. But yeah. like Rask, he just slips things in there sometimes. And it's like, wait, this is actually kind of funny or overly and insightful. My all-time uh, favorite Tuca quote, and we can end on this, I guess, is going back to 2013, the Toronto series in game seven. Uh, somebody asked him, like, what's it like playing in, in overtime in game seven? He's like, yeah, it's pretty cool. He's like, either you're the hero or the asshole. Like, it's, you know, it's <laughs> what gets better than that? It's like, all right, yeah, it's a good point. So um, definitely a local TV news reporter asked that question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At that point, though, you're just like, oh, what do we, what do we have? Hockey, huh? How about that? Um, <laughs> the beautiful game. All right, so hopefully we have a little bit more to talk about next week uh, as, as the Bruins play some actual hockey games. But then again, uh, not a ton. They of already have a postponement. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we will maybe next week we'll just break down what we think would have happened in a Bruins uh, Devils Monday night game. So um, you might be onto something there. <laughs> that's not the worst idea I've ever had. So uh, that's uh, Logan and Lauren. I'm Mike. Uh, this has been the Nesson Bruins podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us, and we'll catch you again next week. See you then. Bye.